What is up, everyone? Welcome to There Can Only Be One, the podcast that puts together the all-star best of playlists of your favorite bands and artists. And this week, my lovely wife, Carrie, got to pick the band. And I think afterwards, she immediately regretted her decision with how tough this was going to be, because that's we're talking about the mighty Godsmack. Also, Carrie, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm indeed crying like a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Because I did not realize just how solid these albums are from front to back. And this was a painful, horrible task to ask of anybody. And I do apologize to you, Jay, because... um, (laughs) Oh, this was not easy. To choose choose just one is, is just, I mean such incredible talent but we'll we'll get there exactly okay, I, can't, I can't i can't start off uh, you, you made the assignment tough this time around holy Not gonna- <laughs> although it is very fitting because of course godsmack is now celebrating the release of lighting up the sky this year which they have come out and said that it may very well be their last studio album so it seems apropos it's a good time for us to kind of go through their discography so here's what we're going to do we are about to go through the entire Godsmack studio discography. That means nine studio albums. We, of course, will be skipping live albums and greatest hits compilation, which means that no one's going to get a chance to pick their cover of Good Times, Bad Times. I have issues with this. Okay, I'm going to let you get this out right now because, I, truth be told... Carrie was begging me to let one live album slip through. So I'm going to let her get this off her chest at this point here. Okay, so I just have to I just have to go there that the and I know I'm going to say this right wrong, but the Batalla de los Tambores is the quite it's often the, the, um, the drum duel that the, you get. The uh, the the drum duel, the accompaniment that goes along side voodoo mm-hmm. uh in in most live shows actually every live show that i've ever seen and it is the moment that i wait for like usually all day in the sun at a festival i wait for godsmack to come on because i just know that they're going to do the drum solo yeah and that it's going to lead into voodoo um and i have to I have to mention it now and I have to get it out of my system because <laughs> for the record, this also cannot be your only one, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, but it, it deserves mention and right off the top. So thank you for at least letting me get that out there. Get it out of it's, your system. It's out there now. Exactly. You feel better now? <sighs> Weight is lifted off your shoulders. I Well, I still would have liked to pick it. But, but, you know. we're, but we're not covering that album. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. For the record, we are also not covering the All Wound Up album, which, of course, was there. It was before the, the, the first major label studio release came out. And basically, they re-recorded just a bunch of those songs uh, and put that out on the album. However, that being said, we do have some Twitter shoutouts for this episode, including our good friend Brian Colburn, Colburn over at My Weekly Mixtape and Johnny Roth and, you know, uh, on Twitter. 
Brian did pick Moon Baby off of that album, so a, a good shout out for that one as well. But basically, the same songs are on the first album, so that's why we're not skipping that or we're not doing that one. But we will be shouting out Brian and Johnny Roth and throughout the show because they chimed in with a full lineup as well. So we really appreciate that. But first, we start with that first major label studio album, the self-titled Godsmack album, released August 25th, 1998. The band at this point is Sully Erna, Tony Rombola on guitar, Robbie Merrill on bass, and Tommy Stewart on drums. The album peaked on the Billboard album charts at number 22. It is four times platinum in the US and gold in Canada. There were four singles off of this one. The highest charting were Keep Away and Voodoo. They both hit number five on the hot mainstream rock charts. Brian Colburn picked Whatever and Johnny Rothen went with Voodoo. So off of that first album, Carrie, what have you got? I have to say I am, I'm a big fan of both. <laughs> I agree with, with, uh, with both of the, um, the chime-ins and it, it's so hard to choose. Um... But I think you have to. Inevitably, I I had to go with whatever, only okay. because, um, as you know, for the longest time, that was a sampling for my ringtone on my phone, <laughs> and which is great at weddings. It's oh, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said I was sorry. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been another one bites the dust. Oh no, that, that um, would be bad. It was it was always so incredible. Like when I would be out shopping or whatever around people and my phone would start to ring and I'd be like, Oh, I love this song. Just, right. You know, just, and I would let it play through too. I wouldn't answer the phone right away. You're like, Oh, this is a great song. It's a great song. Oh crap. Someone's calling. I have to actually answer it. That means you line up with Brian Colburn. And it also means that you line up with me because I went with whatever as well. Although this was not an easy choice. Right. Can I just say that this album is just front to back solid banger. Mm. It like it was, it, of course, thanks, you know, Godsmack, you had to put all the good ones on the same album. Right. Um, and, and I truly, like, I searched and I kind of, like, you know, deliberated. And I'm like, well, maybe maybe it's on, I don't know, another album. Maybe there's another version. Mm, no. No, no. <laughs> I will say, I did flip-flop, though. Um, of course, Voodoo was was in the mix, as was Bad Religion. I, I love that song. I think it's great. But whatever seems to be, you know, to me, to be the quintessential Godsmack song. You know, hard-hitting riff with good, ragey lyrics. You gotta love it. Uh, now we move on to the October 31st, so Halloween, 2000 release of Awake. That album peaked at number five on the Billboard 200 and hit number nine on the Canadian charts. It is double platinum in the U.S. and platinum in Canada. There were four singles off of this one. The title track, Awake, hitting number one on the hit mainstream rock charts. That's the song Brian went with and Johnny Rothen chose Vampires. But Carrie, what did you go with? Also great songs. Um, I personally went with Forgive Me. Okay, how come? You know what? It's just so good. It like it's such a solid song and I listen through and although I really do love Awake, um the title track like I mean again, it's just all so good and after two listens, it was the one that I just kept drawing back to. Um not that I 
need forgiveness or anything that <laughs> I can think of anything that I've done wrong. But um, again, it's it's just such a solid song. It was it was uh, it was the one that struck me most. Well, I I have to say um, this is now me matching up with Brian twice in a row because I ended up going with the wake although I did have to put in my notes that I showed it to vampires because that is a very very cool song but yeah. I, again I mean to me though the, the album um doesn't necessarily hold up to the first album they do get better I just found that the first album was I mean it's it's the old saying right you have your entire careers to write your first album and then you probably have about you know a year to finish up that second album um but Awake could fit on any single Godsmack album in any era. It's that good. Oh, can we just blanket statement that it's all good? Oh, like, yeah. This was the impossible task. It really was. Because every Godsmack song from like the B-sides that it's like, oh, I don't even remember like... I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, not that I wrote one down, but... Um, <laughs> Oh, the, oh, there were some songs where I'm like, oh, I thought this was going to be an easy album, but and then they damn well made it hard. It's just not. Like, you listen through the whole thing. Damn it, God's Mac, stop writing good like, songs. Even, like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. We now move on to Faceless. Uh, this was released April 8th, 2003, and we have a member change. Uh, at this point, Shannon Larkin, who was with Ugly Kid Joe and did appear on a Candlebox album, is now on drums. The album hit number one on the Billboard 200. It's platinum in the U.S. and gold in Canada. There were five singles off of this one, the highest being I Stand Alone. That hit number one on the hot mainstream rock charts. Brian went with Real Line and Johnny Rothen chose Straight Out of Line. What have you got? Mm, great choices, but I, I went with Serenity. Okay. Mainly because I couldn't pick Voodoo. <laughs> and because it is just, it is my go-to song um, for when I just want to chill out. That and Voodoo, of course, but couldn't pick it because, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because whatever, exactly. Um, so, yeah. And and actually, after I did my homework, I found myself kind of, I kept singing this. It was the earworm that was stuck um, for several days after. So, great song. If I'm being honest... Serenity, I think, is really the only the one song, I think, in Godsmack's discography that I might actually hit skip on. Wow. Uh, and and the, I, I say that, you know, fully knowing that there is a ton of Godsmack that I absolutely love as we're going through this. But I think I don't know what it is about Serenity. And, you know, it's OK to not like a song or two. You're not you're not beholden to like every single song in an entire artist discography you know far be i i don't think there's a single artist out there that every song i'm going to love and that's okay trust me when i say godsmack is hitting about a 99 you know 99.7 percent here with their songs if that's the one i gotta skip okay that's the case that's okay because i've got love for it so i always find it it's really funny because the song that i like the most or tend to lean towards is, is the song i usually <laughs> veer from usually yeah. <laughs> occasionally we'll go back to the anthrax episode and just you know hear me talk about bear right um but for me i had to go with the title track again i went with faceless um 
there is no greater match in heaven than Tony Rombola in his wah pedal. I love when he gets on there. But also I found his guitar tone on this had a bit of a tool vibe to it. And and I kind of dug that. Like, you know, especially at a point where, you know, this is where Tool was kind of going off in this direction or not even putting out albums. This song just kills it. And there are certain bands out there where I'm just like, yep, no, you're bringing the Tool vibe when we need the Tool vibe. See, there's another one that would uh, be able to do that. But for me, it was faceless off this album. And it's all thanks to Mr. Tony Rombola. Here's where we get a little different here. We're going with the acoustic EP, The Other Side. Released March 16th, 2004, this album hit number five on the Billboard 200. There were two singles off of this. Running Blind was the highest, and that peaked at number three on the mainstream rock charts. It is gold in the U.S. Uh, Brian went with Running Blind. Johnny Rothen didn't have a song off of this one. So for The Other Side EP, what did you go with? I have to agree. I I went with Running Blind. Okay. Yeah, I gotta go gold, baby. This kind of felt like that that Allison Chains interlude when they would do Sap or Jar of Flies. And I love when a band is just like, yeah, you know what? We're going to come out and we're going to do a bunch of acoustic stuff. Because that's, to me, you know, when it comes to hard rock heavy songs, if you can translate it to acoustic, that's the sign of a good song. But I did not go with Running Blind. What did you pick? I went with the other original uh, Touche, or Touche, um, however they're going to pronounce it. But again, remember, idiot Canadian basement microphone I am. I love the harmonies on this song. I just think it's great. I think it stands out more than Running Blind. It has more of that Alice in Chains feel to it. And I freaking love Alice in Chains. I really wanted to pick Keep Away Mm -hmm. for me. And you know what? It just... I found that because that is such a hard-hitting song, it didn't translate perfectly on on acoustic. It was just like, it was just missing that, you know, I I don't know, power. I I, I did like what they did with Asleep, which of course was the acoustic version of Awake. Uh, Yes. Exactly, which A, clever as hell to call it Asleep. I think that's hilarious. Um, But it is. It's a really, really good EP. So if you do like acoustic versions of songs and just heavy bands pulling out the uh you know the acoustics go for it we now go to four or if you're without coffee in the morning iv released april 25th 2006 it hit number one on the billboard 200 and top rock album charts it's gold in the u.s with three singles off of it speak hit the number one on mainstream rock charts brian he went with speak johnny rothen chose living in sin so off of IV, I mean four. Um, sorry, still need more coffee. Still need more coffee. What song did you go with? I went with Enemy. Okay. Yeah. I um. So it's it's funny because lyrically it is just such an angry song, and I just love that. But um, I was listening to I think it was Octane, and they had an interview with or a clip of an interview with Sully. And he was talking about how everyone thinks it was um, written post like a bad breakup or something, but it was actually written, apparently, he said, um, based on a <laughs> a run-in he had with a contractor that I guess was doing some work for him. And he just, he, he dedicated the song to, uh, to his contractor who tried to do him over, so... <laughs> Great story. Right now, there's a contractor out there going, oh, crap. (laughs) Don't. 
<laughs> with Sully. <laughs> is, is this like like the Godsmack version of Taylor Swift in a song? Like there's a there's a breakup. She's gonna write a song. Uh, you get a bad contractor, and Sully Erna's just gonna completely rage out on you. Hey, Sully, I got a list. <laughs> anytime, <laughs> anytime you want some material for like angry writing, uh, I, I got I'm a just, list. I'm just wondering <laughs> if, if at this point it's a rager or a Yelp review. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which is, you know, kind of like Hotel California. It's basically a Yelp review with a two-minute guitar solo. Um, I kind of like this as a Yelp review because I also went with The Enemy. Oh, nice. Right? You're right. This is this is not the song you want in the car when you get to the stoplight and the window's down and you're singing along because people are going to, you know, pull over going, are you okay? <laughs> Everything okay? I, I, I don't think you're okay. You don't sound okay. Oh, how many times have I just been like completely rocking that? Right. With the windows up, of course. Because yeah, exactly. Otherwise, the cops would be sitting there going, oh, we got someone here disturbing the pace. <laughs> Whoo. <laughs> Happy song this is. Yeah. We now move on to 2010. Released May 4th was The Oracle. The album hit number one on the Billboard 200 charts, the top alternative album charts, the top hard rock charts, and the top rock album charts and hit number two on the Canadian album charts. The album is gold in the U.S. There are four singles off of this one with both Whiskey Hangover and Crying Like a Bitch both hitting number one on the mainstream rock charts. Brian went with Crying Like a Bitch. Johnny went with Shadow of Soul. So off the Oracle, what have you got? Yeah, I went with Crying Like a Bitch. But the Oracle <laughs> is so good too. Oh. Oh, you're so right. To To me... This is that run of three albums. This, this is the start of that run of three. The Oracle, then A Thousand uh, Horsepower, and then When Legends Rise. Those three albums in a row are just, to me, the pinnacle of, you know, a one, two, three punch. And it's it's phenomenal. This album was tough. It was so tough. I agree. I mean, they all were. But uh, for me, it was the, the self-titled Godsmack release that was the hardest, but this was a tough one. Yeah. I mean, it was tough for me because, I mean, yes, Whiskey Hangover was in my contention. Also, The Devil's Swing. I freaking love that song, mm-hmm. but none of, the, none of them held a candle to Saints and Sinners. Ooh. Yeah, a bit of a deeper cut there. I um, forgot about that one. Right? But this this whole album, like front to back... All killer, no feller. And it, it took a lot because I really love the Devil's Swing. And again, this is kind of like that Alice in Chains kind of feel, especially when you listen to um, the Facelift album. And there's a few songs on there where it's like, there's a there's a good, solid, bluesy groove on that. And the Devil's Swing is just so much fun. But no, Saints and Sinners really stood out as the cream of the crop and, and arguably in my opinion, what might be my favorite album, like in total, like full album from them. I know it's a, it's a, that's a big statement there when you consider just how good that first album was. But yeah, I think the Oracle kind of stand stands out among the rest personally. It's interesting you say that because I got to go for the next one coming up Ooh. as being 
the best and the most difficult to choose from. That album, of course, is 1000 Horsepower, released August 5th, 2014. The album hit number one on the alternative album and hard rock album charts, hit number two on the rock album charts, and number three on the Billboard 200. There were three singles off this one. 1000 Horsepower hit number one on the mainstream rock charts. Both Brian and Johnny chose something different off of this one. What have you got? Do you have do you have something different other than something different? Okay, well, hold on. I have to start with a story. Mm, story okay. time. All right, story time. Story time. All right, kids, get your popcorn. So, uh, <laughs> I have to admit that it was the year following or the summer following that I jumped on board with Godsmack. I had never really listened. To, I mean, yes, I heard them obviously on the radio before, but. I was never really considered what would be a Godsmack fan until 2015, until Rock on the Range, when I saw them first, um, like live for the first time uh, in Ohio. And oh my God, when they came out on stage and they just, just like slapped you in the face with the song A Thousand Horsepower, it was like, holy (laughs) like, wow. Um... And, and they just literally, they just commanded the stage. Like, it was incredible. And of course, you know, fell in love with voodoo and, and the, uh, and the, the drum, drum solo. Duel, yeah. And it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm subscribed. I'm a fan now. Um, so, but the entire album, like, something different. Yes, mm-hmm. it was my choice. Um, but I mean... It, Really, from front to back, you can't go wrong with any of the songs on this album. It's just incredible. So you went with A Thousand Horsepower because of us seeing them at Rock on the Range 2015. No, I went with something different. Okay. (laughs) Something different than A Thousand Horsepower. But I did have to give that shout out and I had to tell my story because it's true. Like when they started the show and the fireworks go off and they just like lead into it. And the opening riff, it's like, wow, just wow. I'm I'm calling shenanigans right now. Oh, I am calling shenanigans. I think you peaked at my list. No, because I'm I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote here in my notes here. 1,000 Horsepower, first song of the set at Rock on the Range 2015. First, first time seeing them live, and this is the first impression. <laughs> I swear to God, friends. I am calling I not, shenanigans I, on you right now. I didn't peep. There are times when bands throw a nice little pause in a song. And you have to, again, this is the first song they had in that set at that festival. Uh, first time for us seeing them live. And it's just, you get to the opening riff and then, dun, 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 and then just pause. Yes. And Sully just looks up like he's, he has head down. He's wearing the ball cap. Head raises. Time to unwind. The power of the pause. Oh. And you know what? I, I think nobody does it better. Like, holy sh! he owns that pause. Also, I'm sorry for singing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't not give the song at least the love that it deserves. For the record, though, um, it is searchable. That 
that that, that entire specific set. set that that set that we're talking about is from on Rock YouTube. On the range. If you search up um, Rock on the Range from Access TV, it like do it, just do it. It's so good. Yeah, and I mean this this is the thing. Like we're a bunch of Canadian idiots in our basement here. We made our way down to Columbus, Ohio for that festival. I think it was actually our first true festival like multi-day festival that we ever went to yes and it was you know what that became our like summer venture like that was our vacation um remember was it 2018 or 19 with the um so you know those like big inflatable balls the big hamster balls hamster balls yeah well those big inflatable balls like two crowd surfers came out in those balls during Godsmack's set and that year, and just like we're bounced around, like like you talk about like crowd surfing. This was like crowd surfing in a ball. All I'm gonna say is this, Rangers, we miss you. We do. Like I, I know it's called Sonic Temple now. I know it's slightly different, but I'm sorry. If you know, you know, Rangers, you are awesome. Rock on the range always in our hearts and I cannot wait to at some point mark our, make our way back down to Columbus that's going to be a hell of a party we now move on to when legends rise released April 27th of 2018 the album hit number one on the independent album charts the top alternative charts the hard rock charts and the rock charts but only number eight on the Billboard 200. The album is gold in the U.S. There were four singles off of this one, and all four singles hit number one on the mainstream rock charts. That is Bulletproof, When Legends Rise, Under Your Scars, and Unforgettable. So When Legends Rise, you know, that that's a hell of a list of singles, but what song off of this album did you go with? Wow. I'm, I'm going to make you guess. It's one of the four you listed. I'm going to say Unforgettable. You're good. Uh-huh. Because I really wanted to go with Bulletproof, but I did inevitably choose Unforgettable. It's on my list. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question here because, you know, of the videos that they put out, Unforgettable is is a really, really cool one where they're basically going to like a local school and they, they get all these kids together and, you know, get them playing along together and showing them the power of playing together as a band kind of thing. How much did that video influence this choice? Oh, you know what? Huge. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like it, it was incredibly powerful and awesome to see almost as much. And I know we're not talking about them just yet, but when Jacoby Shattuck came out with the marching band mm. um, at Rock on the Range. <laughs> I think that was, what, 2018? Uh, I, I can't remember what year that was, but just, again. They ra- did Board for Greatness. Rangers, we miss you. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Can you tell that I am I am reliving um, those, every single festival? Those memories, they were so great. But, uh, yeah, no, definitely the power of the, the vid- video, for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought this album was going to be easy. I thought I'm like, oh yeah, cool, bulletproof, no problem, all good, right? No, I was wrong. Then you listen to the whole thing. I listened to the whole damn thing. And it's funny that, I mean, those are four great songs that they released as singles. But to me, the songs that weren't released as singles 
were the better songs on here. Uh, I'll give props right now to Take It to the Edge and Eye of the Storm. Um, but uh, it was every part of me that stood out. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's a it's a great chorus. It's a good Scott Smack style breakdown. Uh, like, this album is deceptively good because, I mean... Also, shout out to Brian and Johnny Rothen. Uh, Brian went with When Legends Rise. Johnny Rothen went with Say My Name. Mm, uh, good one. Right? Like, again, for some reason to me, the songs that didn't hit the singles were the better songs. You also have to give props, too, to Under Your Scars. Oh, yeah. And the Scars Foundation that Sully does a lot of work with, which is fantastic. I yeah. Just, I absolutely love that. And, you know, they don't get credit, I think, enough for for some of the slower songs that they have done. I mean, I know you picked Serenity as well, um, but they do. They 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 are really good at putting together some really some quieter songs, mm-hmm. even and though they're, they're they're known for their ragers. Well, exactly, Running Blind, mm-hmm. like Asleep. That's a good one as well. Yeah, we finally come to the last album. Lighting Up the Sky, released February 24th of 2023. It hit number one on the Hard Rock album charts and number 19 on the Billboard 200. There are three singles so far. For the record, we are recording this in April of 2023. So we've only really had about two months to let this kind of gestate. Uh, Surrender hit number one on the mainstream rock charts. Um, Brian and Johnny both went with with the title track, Lighting Up the Sky, off this one. But for you, off of Lighting Up the Sky. Mm, I went with Surrender, um, only because every time I hear it on the radio, it's got to like be cranked. Um, and maybe it is because it was the more radio play. I, I, I get that. Also, safer to sing in the car with the windows down, aside from the enemy. You know, you're, you're not going to get pulled over and have a wellness check on you on that one. Well, I mean, you know, keep away. <laughs> 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 that uh, that always seems to, you know, raise a few eyebrows at the stoplight. <laughs> Here, here's what I'm going to say right now, okay? If you ever want your own seat on the train or the bus, make sure that your headphones are loud enough so people can hear what you're listening to. And if they hear some of these songs, they'll be like, hey, I'm going to go the other side of the bus. Ooh, headphones. That's a good idea. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't just go full speaker on this one. Well, I mean, how many times have I gone outside for my morning coffee and played like the Godsmack live um yeah i oh which song is it it's uh it's the one where they're in new york <laughs> <laughs> or scream so loud they hear you in new york city it's like oh yeah yeah our, our, our yeah. neighbors want to have a word with you on that one by the way yeah mm. i i have to admit i have very good speakers <laughs> um i wanted to give a shout out to soul on fire on this one uh be, to me, that was the, the best single of the three. But it pained me not to pick the Devil's Swing mm-hmm. off of the Oracle. But I got I got my redemption because I'm going with Let's Go off of this one. This has one hell, one hell of a breakdown in solo. Again, Mr. Tony Rombola, 
slays on this one. There's also a great bass groove in there from Robbie Merrill. Like, I freaking love this song. And this, this is my redemption for not getting a chance to, to pick the Devil Swing off the Oracle because that album was so good from front to back. Um, I, I would, this is, I think to me, Let's Go is the song I want to hear live uh, when we get a chance to go see them this summer. Oh, I know. And I, I truly hope that they play a lot of the songs from this album. And that's the thing. Like, I know Sully has kind of come out and said, like, after this tour and whatnot, it's going to be kind of like legacy tours and just kind of celebrating the music that they've already done. So I'm really hoping that on this Lighting Up the Sky tour, they give the new songs uh, the due that they deserve. Because to me, Godsmack is best heard live true yeah i mean yeah they're great on record don't don't get me wrong these albums are must listen and must crank and must own but of course they're great songs become greater live so if you get a chance to go see them on the road this summer do it just freaking do it go raise the horns and scream really loud but now i'm about to make you scream really loud and not in the way that, and not in the way like you like here, because it is time to pick the one above all. So, Carrie, uh, go through your list of songs that you've picked, and if there can only be one, which one is it? This is painful. So, on my Godsmack mixtape, for there can only be one, uh, I led with whatever from their title track, Godsmack album. Um, then from Awake, I went with Forgive Me. From Faceless, I went with Serenity. Uh, the other side was Running Blind. From Four, I went with The Enemy. Um, I went with Crying Like a Bitch from The Oracle. Something Different from A Thousand Horsepower. Unforgettable from When Legends Rise and Surrender from Lighting Up the Sky. And drum roll, please, of all of them. Ah, this is painful. <laughs> How much are you like in flip a coin mode right now? Oh, um, um I'm going to go with, um, uh, have I killed enough time yet? I'm going to go with whatever. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. You're going to go with whatever. <laughs> As she slams her page down <laughs> in disgust for having to choose just one song. You know what? I have to thank Godsmack. And the many members, I know that they've had a few drummer changes, but um, honestly, like, thanks for your music because every single song is incredible on every album. And don't stop, please. No, like, don't, don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to stop. No, but we need, we're going to need new Godsmack mm -hmm. in future. Like, please don't let, um, Lighting Up the Sky be the last Godsmack album. More. Because we're going to need more. Do more. Keep keep doing what you're doing because it's phenomenal. I will say, by the way, your only one pick is the same as Brian's. He, nice. went, he went with whatever. <laughs> All right. So here's my list. From Godsmack, I went with whatever. From Awake, I went with Awake. From Faceless, I went with Faceless. From the Other Side EP, I went with Touche. Or I'm, I'm touche, touche. You know, 
we're Canadian. We'll add the E exante goo. So touche. Uh, from four, I went with the enemy. From the Oracle, I went with Saints and Sinners. From a thousand horsepower, I went with a thousand horsepower. From when legends rise, I went with every part of me. And from lighting up the sky, I went with let's go. And you know what's funny? This one's a no-brainer for me. Oh? It is. And I am not going with whatever. I'm going with a thousand horsepower. You know what's funny? As I was reading through, that was the song that I came back to. And I'm like, I want to change my choice. (laughs) First impressions mean so much. And seeing them live for the first time. And this is your first live impression. Holy shit. I'm sold. I am sold for life. Uh, and yes, absolutely, completely agree that if there's ever more Godsmack down the road, we will definitely be consuming all of it. Although you do realize that if another album comes out, we do have to kind of redo okay. the episode. And then I'll be able to go back and pick Voodoo and A Thousand Horsepower and uh, oh, maybe Asleep. Yeah. I think I would put that one in. Well, no, I wouldn't replace Serenity. Oh, <laughs> too many choices. Too many it's choices. Just, it's it's all good. It's too good. Now, by the way, if you want to hear the songs that we have picked, uh, you can go to our website at notthatbadcast.com. Go to the There, there Can Only Be One page. Click on the episode link and you will see both of our playlists embedded into the page there. I highly recommend like going through, listening to the songs, but more so I highly recommend going to your CD collection or going to whatever streaming service you use, whether it be iTunes or Spotify, just deep dive them. Listen to the albums. Don't just listen to the singles. Listen to the albums because sometimes the gems aren't the ones that are played on radio, even when the ones played on radio are really freaking good. You have a phenomenal band in Godsmack. Every single member of that band, past and present, are absolutely killing it so from us to you Godsmack thank you for these nine studio albums and the live albums that Carrie really wished that she could uh, she could have uh, put on her list rules (laughs) now I hate the rules (laughs) you make the rules I hate the rules you picked the band you knew the assignment when you when you when you put us on this road yeah but I didn't I didn't appreciate how incredibly difficult this assignment is you knew the assignment when you signed up for it yeah but i forgot how good godsmack was they made it difficult it is the rock tastiest of self-inflicted wounds that she has given to us and that is where we end the show now if you guys have an artist that you want us to cover hit us up on twitter at only one cast or you can go to our website at notthatbadcast.com where you can drop us a line let us know and we'll go through the studio discography picking only one song from each album until next time she's carrie i'm jay you guys are awesome this is there can only be one take care all It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 